ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. Tony, I, my first reaction is just, fuck yes, let's go. Socks versus Detroit. That's, that's where it all starts. Because it all starts taking care of business in-house in the Central Division. That's right, I'm a meatball. You gotta bring that top button swag, baby. It is always great to beat the Cubs. And I'm a homer, so I always say they're gonna. Dallas Keiko Lampson got some beards that you should be afraid of. What everybody said when he gets out there, it's me versus the other guy, and I'm gonna beat him. So I just love that mentality. It's cool and fucking tough. Steve, Steve, would you say that Tony is mad online? I, I would definitely say that. The White Sox winner. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Socks on Tap. I am your boy, Buzz. I'm joined by my dudes, Tony, a.k.a. Tony on Tap, and Steve at NWI underscore Steve. And we're here to just talk some White Sox baseball. The last series of the regular season starts tomorrow. We will be in attendance in Lot B. I don't know where we're sitting because I'm going with Steve. We'll get into that later in the show once I, you know, find it out. Before we get into it, be sure you're going on tapsportsnet.com for your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Socks on Tap, at on Tap Sportsnet. Following Tony at Tony on Tap and Steve at NWI underscore Steve. Me at Buzz on Tap. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us. Five-star rating and review because that's cool and tough. Check out Grandstand. Go to GrandstandSocks.com. Check them out on socials at Grandstand Socks or stop by Grandstand. If you're down by the ballpark to get any White Sox gear you might be wanting. Also, for people that are in here on the lives, um, if you're on Twitter, they suck and they took away the commenting feature from there. So we cannot converse with you, which is w- one of our favorite parts of even doing this in the first place. So if you'd like to, if you can have the time, go over to YouTube, subscribe to our channel, and then get into the comment box and we can talk some shit together. Gentlemen, I feel good going into Friday. I feel real good. I feel real happy with everything. How, how are you both doing? Hey, yo, boys. I'm doing real good. I finally have my voice back to near functionality after uh, spending Tuesday evening screaming my lungs off at the Slipknot concert, and uh, you know, which was always a, a great, fun, enjoying time. Uh, cracked, you know, a couple, two, three dozen beers, you know, that evening, which was lovely. And I was, you know, as we're on here, I've got this weird at thingy next to my name. Is is that is that because I'm back on Twatter.com? That's because you made the return. Yeah, that's exactly why. That's exactly Ooh. why. As soon as you go to Twitter.com, even your real name on your birth certificate and shit, you get a little at next to your stuff with the handle underneath it. So you should check that out. Well, that it's just makes cool. it all very official then. It's yeah. It's fucking fancy if you ask me. It, it is. And every time you change your handle, you have to pay $10 to the state of Illinois because they're crooks. But I don't live there anymore. Shut up, Steve. You killed the joke. <laughs> Damn it, so, Tony! How you doing? I, I see you sitting back, sipping on some bud. What's going I'm on? I'm just, I'm just having a day, guys. I'm just having an absolute day. I'm just happy to be on the show. Well, you look great. I think you look great. Am I Thanks. still blurry? Am I? Or am I? No, you're, to... you're coming in clear. It was quite the, uh, you know, so just you, you, the just, you, you show handsome. set up today. Yeah, it was quite the experience. I mean, Buzz was blurry. We had such an invigorating discussion before we hopped on these airwaves, and uh, I'm just ready to go. I'm ready to go too. I, I do want to share something funny with you real quick. I was telling you before we came on that this is the first time since we moved back to New Lenox. I just told everybody where I live. I don't give a shit um, that I went over the data. I had That's no dangerous. Idea. I don't give a people fuck might want to find you. Good. Come and find me. I got two acres of land. What am I going to do out here? I'm going to show you a good time. No threats. Just fun. Anyway, I went over my data. <laughs> 
and they are slowing me down. And I didn't even know that was a thing. Like that's ridiculous that they would do that. Like what? If that's because you, you podcast so much. It's it's probably because you podcast so much. You're doing you know so much is? content. I really do think it, it has a lot to do with that. And I also have, I think it has a lot to do. I downloaded two games on my Xbox that were like a hundred gigabytes a piece. And I think, I wonder if that did it. I'm really upset because they, they kicked me down a little bit, but we've hit this sweet spot. So we should probably get into some, you know, baseball talk. Unless any of you guys have anything. What, what have you been up to? I mean, you want to share anything? I, I was on, I was not on Sunday. You guys got to go do some cool shit this week. And I didn't get to go. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> We did. We did some cool shit this week. Steve, Steve was, uh, you were at the Slipknot concert, as you mentioned. I was at the ballpark. Uh, I ran into our guy, Matt Berklin from on tap. He was there. Uh, did a little tailgating out in the, uh, in the old lot B on, what was that Tuesday? Uh, got to see Gavin Sheets just absolutely destroy baseballs. Covered myself in funnel cake. That was fun. That was fun. Then got back up and did it all again yesterday. Saw Steve at the ballpark. It was our guy Johnny's birthday. Andrew Kinsler was out there, ran into Billy Raffeld out in Lot B. A uh, lot, lot of lot of socks on tap guys out there this weekend or, or, or this week, I should say. Steve, uh, you know, we got to have a couple of beers yesterday as well, so it was it was a good day. And the Sox won both games. They they did. And I think it was really just a good warm up for what's coming in about twenty less little less than twenty four hours here. So more more to come on that later, as they say. <laughs> yeah, it's very exciting. I mean, they they had a two game set against Cincinnati. Um, you know, which they won both games. They had that game on Monday <clears throat> against the Tigers. And I know you guys did Sunday fun day. I was very drunk. I heard the shout out on the show that I was dead in my garage. Truth be told, I died three times and came back to life. So it's like, I got like nine lives, like a cat. So I probably got like negative three lives left. I don't know why they must like me up there, but Monday, I told you, I know you said you wanted to talk about this and I just want to get right into it. Sox win that game. I believe it was eight to seven. But Abreu gets punked again. And when I say punked, I said that on purpose. I feel like he's getting punked. And I feel like people are trying to poke the fucking bear. And I think he had enough of it. And I, I want to give you the floor to talk about it. Because I was pretty hyped up after Abreu slid in a second. I was pissed off when he got hit. But when he got, you know, when he slid in a second, I, I love that. So I want you to touch on that. I know you've been dying to. I mean, give me the floor. Why don't you, um, you know, just thinking about this whole scenario uh, that's transpired over the course of the whole year, guys, like this has been the whole year, the White Sox getting somewhat abused at the plate. Um, and, and, you know, uh, the, the thing that bothered me with this whole entire situation is the response afterwards from the Detroit Tigers um, and, and specifically uh, the pitcher himself. Uh, saying that uh, Jose Abreu is crowding the plate. Well, if you go look on uh, one of Steve's favorite websites, uh, the Baseball Savant, that uh, I don't normally frequent. I was all over that thing after uh, this all transpired. And uh, if you go and look at the uh, hit-by-pitch locations for Jose Abreu, they're nowhere near the plate. That's number one. Number two, if I can Photoshop from my cell phone a line in between Jose Abreu and the plate with my finger, uh, we've got a problem here. He's not on top of the plate. These are high fastballs that are hitting him in the same location over and over again, right in the tricep elbow area. And we all know that Jose Abreu doesn't wear a guard because he's what we like to call cool and tough um, and, and can take this beating over and over again. But I think after a guy gets hit, you know, over 20 times, uh, you start to get a little angry. And I, I do agree with some of the sense that 
the Detroit Tigers were in a bad place at the wrong time to hit Jose Abreu here. But you know what? I, I think we talked about it a couple of weeks ago on the show. I don't know if it was with uh, you or if it was with Johnny, but I love the Detroit-Chicago rivalry. And I think that, you know, it, for all intents and purposes, Detroit's going to be scary over the next few years. This is this was the spark of something that I think will carry the White Sox a little bit more intensity into these baseball games with the Detroit Tigers. So I liked seeing uh, the benches spill over. I think Gavin Sheets is an absolute hero for holding Jose Abreu back. I think we need to give some credit there. Absolute oh hero. He saved hey, a man's life. Anytime you I, can dap him up, man. Yeah, anytime, anytime. I'm, I, I will never shy away from an opportunity to compliment Gavin Sheets on doing anything. Um, you know, but you know, the, the whole thing that you know ends up in a Tim Anderson suspension, as we found out the other day. Uh, complete bullshit. I don't know how you guys feel, but complete bullshit. Because at what point, after we've seen the Tony Larusa and Mike Wright suspensions that were issued after Sohei Otani gets hit. Your last year's MVP, a guy that baseball could market a little bit more, and Jose Abreu is also taking some abuse. So where where's the warnings? Where's the suspensions coming for any of these other players who are hitting Jose Abreu very consistently? That's my question. Uh, I think you guys might feel the same, but I'm happy to open up this discussion here. I think as it relates to the suspension, the whole thing just came down to the fact that Tim, you know, did, um, you know, put his hands on, on Tim Timmons, the, the umpire right there. And, you know, we can be upset you, about it. Did you actually get video of it? Cause I saw uh, James Fegan put a tweet out yesterday that he watched the whole video and he actually circled uh, Anderson and Timmons. Uh, through parts of this thing, and they were not near each other, so it had to have happened off camera. I just, I'm curious, genuinely curious, if anybody's actually seen video. I, of thought, it. I thought I did come across a video. There where, was of them in the middle of the pack. Yeah, Is that what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, it was there. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's ultimately what what this whole suspension comes down to. And the fact of the matter is. You can't put your hands on an umpire. It it sucks. Um, we can have a separate discussion, I think, about why Tim Timmons was getting in TA's face to, to begin with and seemingly instigating the whole thing. Um, again, it's just another shining example of umpires never being held accountable for anything that they do on the field, which it's getting just beyond fucking annoying at this juncture here. Um, there's got to come a point when these guys start getting held accountable for the bullshit that they're doing out there on the field. But the, the whole thing is just beyond stupid. And the thing that kind of stinks about it, and I saw someone comment on this earlier today. So obviously the suspension is going to roll into the 2022 season. And um, I think I heard somebody say, you know, on the radio, might've been Steven Stone, you know, your favorite buzz that uh, the suspension will probably get knocked down to one game there, which means we're not going to get Timmy for opening day next year. Which is bullshit. And yeah. Which is bullshit. And you know what? I love the fact that you said that these umpires need to be held accountable. And it did look like, Timmons got in his face and Tim Timmons is so pissed off because his parents named him Tim Timmons. What pieces of shit? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like who does that? That's like naming your kid, David Davidson. Like what the fuck's the matter with you? You know, like I just unreal. I I'm irritated. I, I really am. I think it's bullshit that Tim, I, I hope he appeals. I hope he wins. And I hope the MLB actually looks at it because yeah, Steve, we saw the video where TA does make contact, but in that same video, buddy's coming at his face. 
Yeah. I don't care what your job is. I don't care what situation you're in. If someone's going to get in your face, you need to fucking push back. His name is Jim is in the comments. Timothy Timmons. What a fucking loser. I don't even care. What a loser. But I mean, he got in his face, dude. He should expect to get pushed back. It's ridiculous. And it again, I, I think out of that whole, that whole skirmish show, instead of bitching about it, taking something good that came out of it, Garrett Crochet got in the middle of that thing and was ready to bro throw down. And that is... I dig that. That's a dude that you wanted to bar with you when you're talking too much smack. He comes in like with his six, eight Gumby looking ass and ready just to throw people all around. I, I'm into it. I, I, I wish he brought the SpongeBob backpack out with him and just started swinging it around in there. I thought that would have been a power move from Garrett Crochet. Like loading it up with a bunch of beers and just swinging the shit out of it. Well, he's Gatorade. got it filled with candy. I don't know if you've heard of this. I, I, it's candy, so I like yes. him a lot more. I love candy. Yes, he's 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 one of your favorite people. He loads up the, the SpongeBob backpack and carries it out to the bullpen. I just thought it would have been funny if you've got an MLB fight going on and Garrett Crochet is out there swinging around SpongeBob and his arms are just flailing everywhere, knocking around Detroit Tigers. That would have made for some excellent content. So next time, Garrett Crochet, if you're if you're listening to this, bring SpongeBob with you. I'm waiting for the day that we see like somebody try to happy Gilmore it, but in baseball and take their cleat off and try to stab them. You know what I'm saying with the skate? How happy Gilmore did that? I'm just getting visions now of you know the uh, the scene great. in Anchorman where oh, everybody's yeah. got everybody's got weapons out there. There, there's only one rule: no touching of the hair or face. <laughs> Scott Marino in the comics. You ever seen his nose? guarantee he's been in a few fights i'm telling you garrett crochet is a banger bro that dude could bang i think i really think he can i'm glad i drank because it's bringing out everything that i think and it's good so i just i love that part of of it all i thought that was really great but socks end up winning that game all is fine and dandy we get into <clears throat> tuesday's game where tony i know you were in attendance steve you were at the concert that day right or was that when no yeah it was tuesday you were at the concert yep so Tuesday's game, Tone, you were there in person. Walk us through it. How was that? I mean, the Sox end up winning that seven to one. I mean, I mean Ronaldo Lopez looks great. I mean, how so, was the atmosphere? I mean, atmosphere was absolutely fantastic. Obviously, the White Sox took the field to one of the greatest songs ever, Thunderstruck. I think that that's a scientific fact here. It can't be debated, can't be argued. Uh, and the Sox are just better when Thunderstruck plays at the beginning of the game. Steve, uh, first time we heard it this year, I believe, was at the Field of Dreams game. Uh, they took the field there to Thunderstruck. Obviously, White Sox marketing knows when they need to pull out the big guns. Uh, so they pull it out for this, you know, final little homestand here, uh, you know, put up the light show, the whole thing. Uh, obviously, Sox come out and it gets everybody jacked. At least Robert goes fucking yard in the first. Just absolute <laughs> bullet. I, it was it was absolutely fantastic. I mean, the fireworks were already just lit off a couple of minutes ago when they when they took the field. Sulfur's still in the air. Add more sulfur to it. Who cares about fucking pollution? Jerry Reinsdorf like emptied the bag on the fireworks uh, on Tuesday. It was it was fantastic to see. It was courageous of him. I am just impressed with the way they looked on Tuesday. Obviously, Gavin Sheets goes yard as well, and then that final Luis Robert home run just absolutely massacred. So I don't know about you guys. It was a really fun ball game to be at. It was awesome. 
very happy with the amount of money that Jerry spent on, I've the, got one, on the fireworks. I've, I've got one thing to add to that. You know, obviously I, I wasn't in the ballpark for that. And, you know, um, I saw some highlights um, on, on the Twitter.com the next morning um, when I was kind of scrolling through my feed. And, you know, the one thing that really struck me was just how different of an experience and how different of an atmosphere it is at 35th and Shields versus, you know, some other ballpark that happens. It's just, it's just so different different I steve mean, i wanted to talk about this with you because it, it i i you know I, I haven't frequented wrigley field very much i've i've been there once and it was in a suite uh for a work event back in 2015 and i mean the suite that i was in i mean obviously we went to a suite a couple uh weeks ago uh that was nice and spacious the the suite at wrigley field felt like i was in a like the back of a box truck with no air conditioning and, you know, the, the smallest little window that you can pack 15 people into. And, I mean, it's Chicago. We're, we got some bigger people around here. So if you're in this small little box with no air conditioning in, in the middle of the summer and it's hot as fuck and you just start sweating, I couldn't get out of there fast enough. It was like the fifth, sixth inning. I was, I was out of there. So that's my Wrigley Field experience. I've never been in the bathrooms. I've never been around there. But I think, you know, Steve, you've probably been to Wrigley Field before. I don't know about you, Buzz. I don't think we've asked that question to each other because it's just not something that we like to go into here, you know, past traumatic experiences. But, Steve, can you walk me through Wrigley Field? Because you've been around a lot of ballparks. Yeah, so I was at, I was inside Wrigley Field one time in June or July of 2010. Saw Mark Burley and, and the Sox go, go up there and uh, Dick slapped the Cubs. And um, I have no desire to ever go back in there. Almost got into an altercation with a fat Minnesota Twins fan, which I know is probably going to be shocking to everybody listening to this broadcast that I would have words with someone wearing a Twins hat. I, I mean, it's it's you know borderline shocking. I know, um, but you know that was like right when they had just put in the the first video board and all that. And ultimately, look, what it comes down to is there's, there's only so much lipstick you can put on a pig. Um, you know, so you can dress it up with all these little clubs and, and, you know, it's funny. Everyone talks about, Oh, Oh, this is just like how my grandparents saw the game. Your grandparents didn't see games at Wrigley Field with these giant video fucking boards and all this electronic shit in there. So this whole thing about nostalgia and everything, it's complete and utter bullshit. And I'll take it a step further since if the requirement for something to be great is just that it's old then everybody needs to get rid of their little smartphones that they carry around there. Go get your Zach Morris brick phone. All right. Go get your fucking Walkman because old is inherently better, right? That's what we're doing here, right? We're coming with the heat today. I, I, um, I've been to Wrigley twice in my life. Wow. Um, you like, you've got both of us combined on that one. Yeah. I've been to Wrigley. That's twice impressive. Yeah. So my sorry, dad for sorry for you. I would have to call my dad, but it was when I was four or five and his friend played minor league baseball for the Cubs. And he had gotten called up by dad's buddy who had went to Thornton high school. Um, and he got called up one time. And then I went with juice to a game like in maybe 2010 or something. Uh, but that was like the only time 2011, maybe but that, that, that was it. I, I can't really speak on the experience of it all. Cause I was so young when I went, um, and then the next time I had gone, I don't even think we made it to like the fifth or sixth inning because they were losing. We left to go get something to eat or whatever. But I, I just, the tweet you're talking about is the experience thing and with the lights going off and, you know, blah, 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 blah. Like, dude, like it, it's just so funny to me how people will tweet shit out 
to try to come across as an asshole, but try to word it as if you're not an asshole. Right. And, which, and, which, and that, yeah. that's what gets me, dude. It's like, no, you're being a fucking prick, buddy. Like you're trying to be a prick and talk down about what we do. Oh, they make it a show. Cause it, if it was about baseball, no one would care. Like, dude, hold my jock. Like for real, I'm tired of the stupid shit. So I got a, I got a couple of funny things that I, that I want to add to this here. So, Crap. you know, it's, it's hilarious to me that we always hear this refrain from them that, Oh, we don't care about the socks. We don't care about the socks. No, Sox fans will only go there when the Sox are playing. Cub fans have to make it a fucking show that they're coming to Sox games. It could be a Tuesday night against Kansas City, and they'll come there decked out in all their little stupid fucking bullshit. Oh, look at me. I'm here to cheer against the Sox because I want everybody to know how much I don't care about the Sox. I mean, imagine not caring about something so much that you put out a fucking tweet like that or you go to Sox games and, and dress in all your little cubby bullshit. That's how much you don't care. And it's hysterical to me that you know you put out these little tweets like, oh, I, I'm this isn't bashing the socks. I'm just making an observation here. Yeah, okay. You know what kills me is the ones that come there in the, the obvious T-shirt that says, I'd rather be at Wrigley. While the Cubs are on the road. Yeah. That one just makes me want to just, I, oh, man, I fucking got, hate that shit. I've got a great time that I've walked into a Sox game with a Cubs fan. As you guys know, a good buddy of mine, Juice, is a Cub fan. Um, and, and so is our good buddy, Ron Luce. And, you know, Ron's always cool about it, and so is Juice. We walked in just because of what you're saying right now, like walking in and, you know, the Cubs game gear. Not that you can wear whatever you want anywhere, but we're going to make fun of you for it a little. If you're be, you know, if it's obvious that you're being a dick, but Ju- Juice walked into the game with me one day. I, I think we were sitting in like one twelve or some shit. I don't know. And he's got a black shirt on. He's got just a, I think a Tiger Woods cap on. And we walk up the stairs, and there's a guy decked. I mean, fucking decked in Cubs gear. He got a Cubs hat. He's got a Javi Baez open jersey with a Cubs shirt on. And Ju- before I can even get a word out, Juice goes. Wrigley's on the north side, Jagoff. That's how you know right there. He's a good Cub fan because he really does not give a fuck if the Sox win or lose. He's just there to watch baseball. And there are some like that, though. So just like there are some asshole Sox fans that will constantly check, like, oh, did the Cubs lose today? Which I'm, <laughs> I might have turned into one of them. Oh, I love doing that. <laughs> my, my, my bad. But, you know, there's some good ones, too. Man. And we're, we're, we're all to blame. We're all human. We're all sinners, man. It is what it is. I think the I think the bigger offense was an article that came out today in Forbes. That's I think that was a bigger pe- offense. That's a, that's a rich people magazine, I think, right? I'm not sure. Uh, I just think that <laughs> I just think that uh, that was a bigger offense. Steve, care to comment? Because I saw sports <laughs> on your Twitter.com that you are back at. Well. Look, when you consider the source, is anything about that surprising at all? I mean, you know, Phil Rogers is like, you know, two or three brain cells malfunctioning from being completely brain dead at this point. So, I mean, it's kind of just one of those things where you have to expect stupidity out of him. And he delivered. You got to give him credit for that. He put Phil Rogers. Good for Beer Garden Jim. I actually don't know. Is that the guy who wears glasses? 
Yeah. Bill Ry- okay. Okay. I know who that is. Then is him and Paul Sil- Sullivan both wear glasses, and I don't like either of them. Maybe it's people who wear glasses I don't like. I'm not sure. I feel like we chose hate today on socks on tap. We're we usually did. As, yeah, Dave, as Dave Chappelle once said, "If you have hate in your heart, let it out." Yeah. I mean, we. I guess we. I guess we had to. I mean, we're talking about the game that you took in Tony with all the home runs, and then it just became. We went from like death know, to fire, fireworks, yeah, to death to every. I, I don't know what happened there. We got off on a tangent, but that's that's okay. That's it's okay. okay. It's it an is. off day. It's an off day. There's a lot of hate on off days for some reason. Oh, that yeah, on Twitter.com too. There's a lot of hate and there's a lot of courage. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I should have probably titled. Am I? Am I well, the final straw works for this? Or yeah, the the, the final straw. The uh, what do we got the title here? I forget what it's titled, but. Uh, the, the final stretch, but it's now the final straw. This is the final straw with socks on tap right there. And, oh. uh, and, and Steve's about to snap it in half. It's just the courage, man. Listen, we're, we're just, we're just having fun. That's all we're doing. We're just a couple of guys getting together. Well, I need more, guys. I need more we're, beer. We're, we're, we're tree, we're tree guys, tree buddies, just getting together here, shooting the shit, you know, just talk, talking about things that we see and observe out there in this world. That's, that's all this is. Yeah, absolutely. Just, like you said, open our words, if we're, open our mouths, and we're just going to say words. And that's what's going to happen here. So, Buzz, let's get back to the game with all the fireworks. Yeah, it, that's a happier place for me. It is. It's a good place. Well, in that game, Ronaldo Lopez pitched real well, guys. I know we've talked about that a lot of times. I'm sorry. The, the courage it took for him to come back to the team and do what he had to do was just fantastic. I just had to. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know where that comes from, but it's funny to me. Anyway, Ronaldo looked really good. Six innings pitch, two hits, one run. It was earned. Four strikeouts, 81 pitches. Ever since he's come back, boys, he's been absolutely fantastic. He's at a 2.98 ERA on the season. Um, it's just another great story that we've kind of got to see out of a Sox pitcher this year. Like, I know we've talked about the Rodon one a lot, but – Guys, we didn't think, and we talked about this last time we all did a show, we didn't think Ronaldo was coming back to Chicago. I'm pretty sure Ronaldo probably didn't think he was coming back to Chicago. Can you stop doing that, Cat? Jesus, H, I'm sorry. Things running around, it's got a little jiggly bell on its neck. I don't know, whoever thought that was a good idea is ignorant. Anyway, so. I like the bell in the background. I'm just going to say, it adds, the to the, it adds to the element of the show fantastically. There's just this cat walking around your oh, basement. I, I feel like it's fucking Santa Claus with a bag of beer every time I turn around and I'm instantly let down. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. So, yeah, I still believe in Santa. All right, home runs. Home runs. Yeah, home, home runs. Run. Now, the home runs <laughs> the home runs start coming. You know, we get Luis Roberts' home run in the uh, bottom of the first. I'm sorry, Luis who? Robert. Oh, I got two in there that time. God damn. Shake it off a little bit. Second inning, Moncada home runs. Fourth inning, Gavin Sheets, 413-foot bomb. That's my um, boy. Yeah, that is that is your guy. And then in the like bottom, a proud papa. Yeah, and then the bottom of the eighth, four hundred and forty-five foot blast by Luis. Oh. Long one. I liked how the, the voice went up there. Yeah. That was good. You I like how long. you got to diversify a little bit. You know, it was very. Yeah. Did you, did you like have a voice coach at some point? He might. Have. I I can't confirm or deny. Okay. I cannot confirm. Or... But anyway, you know, socks socks light up the scoreboard. They do their thing, and that was on uh, Tuesday's game. Um, I guess takeaways from that, yeah, the, the offense was you know did real well. Ten hits. Um, you know, 
Ronaldo Lopez looked really good. Do you guys have anything to touch on on Ronaldo? Um, I, mean, I just I just think overall you had a fired up team, and that that's one of the most impressive things. Um, I, I believe it was Steve Stone or or Jason Benetti on the broadcast. Could have been Chuck Garfine uh, on the post game show who said it, uh, but it was said on the broadcast that Tony Larusa was going to figure out a way to utilize what happened in Monday's ball game to get his team really fired up. I think that on top of coming home just had the team. Firing on all cylinders, really. I mean, it was a, it was a pretty clean ball game for all intents and purposes. Like we said, a lot of fireworks. Pitching looked good. Um, I was just impressed overall with the with the entire thing. I think that you know that's the playoff ready baseball team right there. What we saw, especially on Tuesday. Yeah, they came out there. Um, it appears with the fire and the passion that uh, we all love to see. I've talked about this, you know, going back to, um, you know, late February, early March. Listen, this is crunch time right now. It's all about setting the tone heading into the postseason. These are the biggest games of Tony LaRusso's career as a manager. And he started out 3-0, and setting the tone. And I want to see that carry over here this weekend against the Detroit Tigers because, you know, the, these games, they mean something. That they do. That they do. You know what means something? A starter in the playoffs that we've all thought was going to be maybe a number one. And now we really don't know what he's going to be, but had a great outing. Dane Dunning? It was I don't even know how to follow that one up. <laughs> it's a regret that we traded Dane Dunning. Lance Lynn sucks. Fuck you, Rick Hahn. Okay. I don't believe any of what I just said, but I do see, I saw that a lot on Twitter. I don't see it much anymore, but weird, <laughs> weird. It's like the DFA Lurie people. <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. I love you. But yeah, so we get into Wednesday night's game and Carlos Rodon is on the mound. Now, a lot of speculation around this, how he's going to look a lot of worry and concern around this from not only White Sox fans, but, very well spoken about it. Tony Larusa was very concerned about what was going to happen with Carlos Rodon. He comes out, man. Velocity's not there. So I did some tracking. I love that stat cast shit. And after Steve showed me Savant, I love fucking with that. It's such a great website. If people don't use that, you really should. Um, it, it really does. I felt like it's I'm, life-changing. I'm, well, I'm a moron. I mean, I'll tell you the first thing that's going to be in the next fucking intro of this fucking show now. I That's going to make it to the next one instead of I'm a homer. I'm a moron, you know. But anyway. Um, Rodon's velocity was just not where it has been. Now there was some speculation on there that he's saving it, uh, for the playoffs because he knows he's kind of fatigued. There's some speculation that he ain't trying to go hard at all because he's just had a great season. He'll do what he's got to do in the playoffs to secure that bag and do what he's got to do. What <laughs> there are comments are popping off here with just some shit. So, um, anyway, Rodon comes out and. Uh, he looks keep good. it together. I'm trying to keep dude. it, it was, together. It was fucking funny. I don't know what you want me to say. I can't. It was five innings. Um, he goes five innings. He lets up one hit. He walks two. He strikes out four in 69. Nice pitches. Nice. nice. <laughs> but he looked really good. Uh, you know, and the thing about it was is the fastball lived around the 91 to 93 range, but the command was putting the ball where he wanted to put it was, was great. And I think that's why he was as effective as he was. Um, 
but I'm still concerned a little bit. I have faith in him that he's going to be all right. I mean, he's been really nonchalant about a lot of this shit. I don't know if that's a front or I don't know if that's that he truly believes he's all right. and He's going to make it happen. But for the team seems concerned. A lot of fans seem concerned, but I felt like going into that game, you had a bunch of questions with Rodon and I felt after leaving that game, I still have those same questions, even though he pitched a tremendous game. So I, if you guys want to touch on that, go ahead. I think you have to give him credit for being courageous enough to even take the ball in that circumstance, knowing what he's been dealing with um, from a shoulder fatigue standpoint. He definitely was going out there and being aggressive in the strike zone, attacking guys. So that's something that I know, obviously, I have tried to drill into the head of every listener, um, pretty much every posting show that we've done this season, because as a former scrub pitcher, I don't know if anybody knows that, um, I believe it is of paramount importance that when you have that baseball in, in your hand, you command that thing. You are the one that is in control. And so I liked Carlos Rodon doing that. In, in the start yesterday, obviously the stuff from a <clears throat> pure velocity standpoint wasn't there. Now it's going to become a question of can he adapt to not having that high-end velocity. He passed that test against a Cincinnati Reds team that frankly isn't very good. and Or I shouldn't, shouldn't say not very good, but not as high-powered as they were early on in the season at this juncture here. So it's going to be interesting to see. Put some respect on Joey Votto's name. I, I'm a big Joey Votto guy. Big Joey Votto guy. I, I will always be. I love that guy. Um, I think it's going to be interesting to see how he wakes up tomorrow and and when he goes and, and plays catch and does some long toss. That's really going to be, I think, the big test here in finding out is he going to be ready and able to take the ball in a game three scenario um, on October 10th. So that's kind of where we're at. Here's, a, here's an off-the-wall question to you guys. Say he's not feeling good. Do you keep him on playoff roster and say, Carlos, we need you for two innings in relief out of the pen and air it out somewhere along the way and then stack him with Reynaldo Lopez. Let Reynaldo, let Reynaldo start the game, bring Carlos in in a relief role. Buzz, you're shaking your head no immediately. Uh, but, you know, if you go to some of these options here, or what, do you, what do you got in the pen here? If you're, if you're not going to carry Dallas Keuchel, you got to carry somebody, somebody else here. Does Carlos Rodon wind up in the bullpen in, in, in a shorter inning situation where you can potentially ask him to dial that up a little bit more? Didn't work last year out of the fucking pen, and I don't want to make the same mistake twice. That's just me. I mean, I, I, I it's just how I feel. I could be completely wrong, but it didn't work last year with him, and I do truly think it's a fucking mental thing. I think he needs to start. I think he needs to get into his rhythm right away. And coming in into a relief appearance last season got him fucked up. So I'm just straight up pass for me on that. Okay, so what if they utilize him as an opener then for two innings and then piggyback him with Lopez or or Kopech? Um, I ult- <clears throat> ultimately, I think that's probably what's going to happen regardless if he is good enough health-wise to be on the roster. I think it is going to be a piggyback situation. I just don't think that you can count on Carlos Rodon at this juncture here to be able to give you length in a particular game. So at this point, volume is out of the question here. It's all about quality at this point. So if you can get six to nine quality outs out of him, you take that and then you just try to build the bridge to the back end of the bullpen from there. So if that means Lopez or Kopech on a particularly given day, 
that's what Tony's going to have to figure out at this juncture, working in working in concert with Ian Cat, Ethan Katz, and they got to figure out what that plan is. But again, I think it's all going to come down to how does Carlos Rodon feel tomorrow when he picks up a baseball. It's very worrisome. It's like just not yeah. what I wanted for Carlos Rodon this year at all, dude. Like it's not I, ideal, that's for sure. I, I just feel bad for the person that is Carlos Rodon. Like that sucks. Like you are just fucking ter- like think about it, man. That high that he was on. I mean, God, the fans were on a high. Could you imagine the high he was on? He's probably on a magic fucking carpet floating over a rainbow or something. Like and just how dominant he was and how great he looked. And then he just kind of, you know, I mean, it just kind of slips through his fingers and the, that dead arm shit or if it, because there's no structural injury. We've heard that like 10 times already. So if it's like really this dead arm thing and he is just fatigued as fuck and he just doesn't have it, it just sucks it happened to him. I mean, yeah, of course I want him at his most dominant self going into the postseason. I just feel terrible. Like, And, you know, the answers that you just kind of lined out, Steve, is probably what they're going to do. And I have – there's a lot of people asking, like, whether or not, you know, like Cease gets the ball in game three or something. And, like, God damn, me and Tony, we were just talking this on the phone yesterday yep. when you were on your way to the game. After I set the fire in the backyard, you were just saying, like, dude, you know, we we're talking about, like, dude, we thought he was going to, like, start the first fucking game. It was like him or him or Lance Lynn, like, take your pick. And then now it's like Giolito, you know, hands down. Everybody's Giolito. And it's just kind of like, Jesus. Like, that's just that's just how fast things can change in this right? game, though. Baseball is it, so odd, you know. Like, it, it, it is. I mean, you talk about, like, guys in one-month stretches. Like, I mean, Luis Roberts looking fantastic right now. A series of four or five bad games, and, and everybody's going to be like, what's going on with Luis Robert? And it's the same thing with pitching. It's the same thing with everything. This thing, the, the, this game changes so quick. It's so hard to have a consistent season all the way through. And I think that not a lot of people appreciate that, that, that the, there are guys who have a good year but go through a stretch of just some horrible baseball. And right now for Carlos Rodon, whether that's injury, whether it's mental, whether it is whatever it is, Part of the reason the Sox have been so successful this season was predicated on his success earlier this year. So I'm not going to sit here and say I'm, I'm mad where we are at with Carlos Rodon. I think that he was still a, a huge contributor to the 2021 White Sox and whatever run that they make, you know, you can go back and say the same thing about a hot stretch from, from Yerman Mercedes too, as well. But the, the problem with this is, we were banking on having this rotation so solid heading into October. And now it has some question marks in it that I don't think anybody expected to have. And that, that I think that's where some of the worry is where I'm a little bit, I guess, more optimistic is that we've seen this offense start to kind of take off over the past few weeks here. And I think with a little bit of luck and some good, a couple of good quality starts with some length, hopefully out of Lucas Giolito, and, and maybe Lance Lynn, that you're, you're going to be able to get through a game where you have Carlos Rodon or Reynaldo Lopez in there because the offense can take that game over and win. That's, that's what I'm hoping for here, at least. I think, you know, we, <clears throat> we've seen both phases of this team kind of go through some ups and downs throughout the course of this season. Offensively, it looks like they're kind of <clears throat> starting to get going here as they've really reassembled with their full complement of, of guys. And now on the flip side of that, we've seen the pitching go through some, some ups and downs here. Um, you know, the fact is we're a week away 
And if this team puts it all together, like the, the thing that's the most frustrating, I guess, for me is that we don't know which team ultimately is going to show up a week from now in Houston. Um, is it going to be the team that has been helter skelter for almost the entirety of the second half? Or is it going to be this team that has now all of a sudden reeled off six out of eight and is looking like, or, or looking closer to a complete baseball team more so than we have seen at just about any point this season? Bullpen's looking really good. Liam Hendricks is throwing the ball well. Aaron Bummer starting to throw the shit out of the ball again. You've got Luis Robert looking like a, a top three to five player in Major League Baseball. If you get Eloy Jimenez going all of a sudden now, you have another forceful bat in that lineup. Yasmani Grandal's been on another planet. So there's a lot of things to be positive about, and I've talked about this, I know, with both of you, and I've shared this with a number of other people. I just ultimately think that this postseason with this team is going to come down to – Gavin love, Sheets. It, well, Gavin Sheets is going to factor very heavily into this thing, but the results ultimately are going to lie, I think, on one of the extremes. I think either they're going to come out and everything's going to go wrong in Houston and they're going to get swept or they're going to win the pennant. I just don't think there's an in-between with this group. That's ballsy. I mean, I, I, I guess I see what your point you know, and, and to your joke comment, I don't even know if it was really a joke. I do think Gavin Sheets is a huge uh, is going to be a huge component in this because I think he's going to be yeah. your DH against against right-handed pitchers, and, and Andrew Vaughn is going to be your and Andrew Vaughn's going to be your DH against against left-handed pitchers, um, and they're going to platoon it, and that's what's going to happen um, with Lurie being in right field. Um, that just is how it's going to look. Cesar Hernandez, we were talking about him, uh, maybe, you know, being not being the starter at second base, but I think he will be because of the defense he brings and some of the pop that is in that bat. But um, I think that I think Kevin Sheets just stole fucking Goodwin spot. Not stole, but earned it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I love be good. Love me some be good. I, he's, he's the man, but I think that that's what just happened. But yeah, I, I don't know, man. I feel like they're going into a run. I feel like they're getting hot at the right time. They're going into the last series of the regular season. They're putting the bat on the ball. The pitching's looking pretty decent, and they're going to ride into the postseason. And I, I feel confident going in. And that's something that I never usually feel confident in because I'm like very paranoid when it comes to that kind of shit. Do you have a lot of experience going into the playoffs as a White Sox fan? No, as a Bulls fan. Okay. All right. the yeah. thing is, the, but the thing you're missing is you're a homer, so you always say they're going to. Well, that just took off my whole spiel. I'll see myself out. Take care, guys. I'll see you later. Damn. No, <laughs> no but I, do. I feel good. I feel good about it. I do. I feel good about it, man. I just – I. They're on a roll right now. You know, I hope they come out and I hope they kick the fucking shit out of Detroit. Uh, Tony, just to, to your point, talking about how much you hate Detroit. I I can't stand the Tigers. I can't stand the Lions. The Red Wing, I don't really care about hockey so much, but them too. And I cannot stand the Pistons. So, you know, like I, I love to see what that a terrible city. city. It is. It is a fucking terrible city. I hate you know Detroit. what they say? You can't spell dump without the D. Yeah, I can't. I and I just I've never been to Detroit. I just solely hate that. Well, actually, that's a lie. I've been to a Pistons game and a, a Tiger Sox game, but I just hate their sports teams. Don't know anything about the city, but I will continue to say it sucks because I hate their sports teams. So fuck everybody who doesn't like that. But anyway, I think we go in this last series against Detroit, and I if they can keep on a roll, dude. I, I think the I think these guys are gaining a ton of confidence, and I think a big thing with this confidence is. 
is their teammates are starting to get healthy and they're all there together. And I think that that makes a difference. Everybody's going to kind of be there. So that's my little spiel. Yeah, I mean, you gotta hope so. Cause you're a homer. Let's see, see myself out. Yeah, yeah. No, I just, I love that Steve came that it came at you with that one. That wouldn't, that, that was fantastic work there. Steve. Hey, that, I, that I, was, I opened, was, I opened was, the door for it, dude. So, that was yeah. for your little comment earlier there, buzzy. What the DFA thing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. I went there. I mean, I, I think I think I'm also pretty confident in this team, though, Buzz. I'm going to agree with you, and I'm also going to agree with you. You're a fucking homer, too. I am. I am a homer, but I'm also I also spend a lot of time with hashtag negative Nani. So it kind of it kind of offsets, you know. It helps out. It's good to have differing opinions. It's good to have differing opinions, but I I do think that there is the slight possibility that this team, you know, if if everything goes wrong, Steve, you're going to see them make a quick exit out of here and it's going to be in it's going to be in flames and the world is going to burn and there will be a there's lot going of, to be a there's going to be a lot of flaming elmo emo or uh yes, yes on, on twitter.com the, the 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 flaming dumpster fire down the street in a flood uh type exit it, it you know it's always possible for every team but i think what has me is is still some of that it factor steve that uh we talked about earlier on in this in this season and it's kind of coming back a little bit right now. Sox are finding ways to win ball games handedly. They're finding ways to win ball games that are close. Uh, you've seen Aaron Bummer, uh, who I think is going to be an absolute weapon uh, in the back end of the bullpen, start to look really good. Um, you know, you've got guys who are are just hot on offense right now. Luis Robert, I'd put Gavin Sheets in there. Uh, you, you want to see Jose Abreu, Eloy Jimenez uh, take it up a notch. Yon Mancada has been consistently, consistently good. Uh almost quietly consistently good uh, for, for a long stretch of time here. And then Yasmani Grandal, guys. I mean, let's let's really look at who has the potential to be a series changer. It's it's Yasmani Grandal. Um, you know, the ability for him to drive up counts and everything, uh, take his walks, get on base, and just absolutely destroy you with the long ball. I mean, he's been hitting the piss out of the ball since he came back uh, from his injury. And I think he's just as fired up as anybody else. And I think that he can kind of be one of those guys that puts the team on his shoulders and carries this carries an entire series as well. And then I had a hot take in lot B yesterday, Steve, I know you weren't there, but Cesar Hernandez three home runs in uh, the ALCS is what I'm going here. That is a spicy meatball right there. Well, it's, it's the guys you don't expect. And that's what I'm going to kind of ride with here. Just the same way that this season started. You're going to see the guys that were hated on and, and just disrespected all over the timelines come through and play hero. That's that's what I'm expecting to have happen. Billy Hamilton might steal home, win a ball game. You're going to see some weird, wild shit, and it's just going to be as as the story started, it will end. That's my, that's my thoughts for this. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that because someone I know wrote a piece on a website called ontapsportsnet.com today kind of talking about a certain player that has been very maligned within the fan base and saying that, you know, this individual is the type of guy that could have one of those legendary type October moments that could help catapult this team to a team of destiny type status. So if you're so inclined, that is something you could go and check out and find out who specifically I'm referencing. Ken Will's favorite player. <laughs> That's fucking amazing. Oh, Kenny, Kenny, Kenny boy. <laughs> I hope he's there tomorrow. I hope he's there tomorrow. 
I, I don't know if he will be or not. But, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I don't need to, you know, you don't need to see talk him in person. And, nah, nah, fuck that hoe. <laughs> <laughs> that is so mean, Stephen. Uh, that is so mean. Uh, uh, Ken, uh, Kenneth is all right. I just don't know if he's going to have the courage to show up. Tomorrow we will have <laughs> Willie Peralta going up against Lance Lynn. Peralta's four and four with a fucking 3.08 ERA, 87 and two third innings pitch there. Uh, going up against Lance Lynn, 10 and six, 2.72 ERA, 152 innings pitch. He struck out 172 in those innings. Um, yeah, start the series off against Detroit guys. Last series of the regular season it flew by, man. Um, we got we got picks to click. We got picks to click for tomorrow. You know, playing Detroit, I think he's going to be really amped up. I think Pito is going to look to just go full nuclear tomorrow. And you don't want to make the big boy mad. You know, he's got three games left to to get to that magical 30 home run mark. And I think tomorrow night is the night he's going to do it. I like that. I like that pick. Tone? I actually really like Steve's pick, but uh, I'm not going to double down with him this time because I did that once before. Um, I'm going to write work out though. It did. It did yeah. work out. Right. It did work out, but we're, we're, we're running out of, we're running out of times to use the, the picks to click. And I've got to give all the love to my guy who provided so many fireworks and even won me a free Dunkin' Donuts coffee, uh, in one of those innings. And that's Gavin sheets, buying me coffee all the time. Uh, if, if you're not playing that in the ballpark app, I think you should be, uh, they let you pick for the whole season this year. I've got had so much free coffee. Thank you, Gavin, uh, for the coffee this morning, Gavin sheets, pick the click. Uh, we're going to take the legend because there's an awesome article over on untappedsportsnet.com. So that's who I thought he was going to go with. Yeah, I thought so too. So I'm glad he didn't because I'm taking He had it on a platter for himself and here you are stealing it. Yeah. I, Listen, I had, hey, uh, the, the outsliders don't steal from each other. We're one and the same guy. Hey, we're, we're on the same wave, wavelength. We are a tag team. We are a force of destruction. It's true. We, you know, that, that's what we do. That's what we do. We do. I, I knew what he was thinking, but he went pito, so I, I took Lurie Legend. I had to take it up. So fun shit in White Sox land because it has been a day, um, kind of like a Sunday fun day, just on Thursday. Um, I just want to – I only have one thing. Did you tweet that picture out of me not having the beard from Sox on Tap anymore? Was that you, Tone? I cannot confirm nor deny who has, you got that who has all on your the face. pictures Why do you of have Buzz that? with Why no do you beard? have that? Why do you? Why have do I have that? Because yeah. it, I don't have it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not confirming nor denying anything. It, it was in the Socks on Tap shared media account that is owned by all of us, and it was it was used. I don't even know where to find that. You, uh, you did it, and no, I'm um, Joey Donuts was the guy <laughs> that wanted to start a shave clean playoff beard type deal. I have a double ass chin. I can't do it again. It's staying covered with the beard i can't do it so i'll just continue what if it was for charity oh yeah i do it then you do it yeah so if i got like a charity lined up i'm not doing any any fucking work with you none (laughs) none none. because you just i'm gonna move i'm gonna move over here and put steve in the middle of us because now i feel threatened yeah um we need our we need our bouncer in the middle here because this is getting a little heated no you would only do it i mean you would do it would be great to work with you know do something like that but you would only do it to to smite me is that's why you would do it. I mean, you did this to yourself in the pandemic early on by shaving the beard and then posting a few like videos of yourself on the twitters.com that uh, may, may or may not still be up there 
um, on the twitters.com. Uh, so uh, I'm just giving you a fair warning that there, there are public images of, uh, of beardless buzz that are still out there. They're, I think you look good, man. I think you look good. I think I you don't say, give yourself enough credit. Look, look Buzz, counseling, the counseling session right here. I think you you're, look good. You're 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 a very handsome man. I don't need the, this. I don't need. The, I don't. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. There. The fact of the matter is, it took a lot of courage for you to go and to do that and to put it out there in the public sphere for everyone to see. And you should be commended for that. Well. Wow! Thank you. That was powerful. That, that was powerful. Thank you, man. I appreciate. That was it. very I, powerful. I went out there and I showed my ass chin to the fucking world, man. I did. I showed my ass chin to the world. You mooned them all. I mooned them all. And you know it's double now because the alcohol added poundage to my face. But yeah. So, um, anything else you guys saw that was cool in White Sox Twitter besides the playoff beard thing? The guy starting up. Joey Liam Dorman Hendricks feeding tortoises, man. I mean, invigorating content this afternoon. I, I know Steve enjoyed it. Uh, you know, he told people to follow me. I actually gained like three follows after that, which was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would say, you know, the the other fun thing in White Sox Twitter land that took place. Um, you know, Anthony Marchese, you know, calling me out the other night for the lack of uh, Seinfeld content on, on my account since my return right there, which spurred some Boy, I am, I am just in full, you know, it, it, it is full attack Tony mode here on uh, cool shit we've seen in White Sox Twitter land. You hey. have a picture of me beardless and then you attack Steve I, from the Seinfeld. You started this. I didn't, I didn't have that photo. Of you beardless, I, I actually do have a photo of you beardless. That's it in my in my phone. That is actually really beardless that I could have went with, and I thought I was doing you a, a favor here. I so didn't you think did. I, you said you could not <laughs> confirm or deny, and it was you. I, I'll I'll confirm it right here on air, just for the listeners before this gets any 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 further. Uh, the the Steve thing. Um, yeah, man. Like I feel like I'm on trial right now. Uh, no, why are you, I, I, why are you sweating? I'm just sweating <laughs> hardcore here, because um, you know Steve's a scary guy, uh, and he looks pretty upset. I'm a very, I'm a very, I'm a very peace loving guy. You know, You're I'm full a, of shit. I'm a, I'm a man of the people. I would never ever do any kind of harm to to one of my brothers like that. So I just thought that there was some ulterior motive. You know, I remember seeing that tweet come through, getting that notification, and I'm like, okay. What, what's what's the angle here? What's what's the play? maybe you don't know what the angle is yet. I mean that's that's part Ooh. of the mystery. Tony so Long maybe you don't know what the angle is. Maybe it was just you know an observation that I made on a night where there was no White Sox baseball, and I wanted to you know stir the pot a little bit on the on the White Sox Twitter dot com. Uh, I appreciate. Welcome I, back to. I genuinely appreciate the courage that it took for you to to stir things up like that. <laughs> um, it, it really it you know. You, you should be commended for that. And I'll be the first person to admit, listen, I'm very rusty, as some of you may or may not have known. Yeah, maybe I just wanted to see you up the game a little bit. You Look, know? I, I, was, I was gone from Twitter.com for, for a while. You know, I, I did a little bit of a sabbatical and I'm hashtag back now. And it's taken me a little bit of time here. It's been two weeks only. And I... I think in a lot of ways, this is like my spring training. And I think I had even alluded to this during, hey, during but the Steve, press. Steve, I've got to stop you right there. If this is your spring training and you're not trying hard enough, there's problems. It's not that I'm these not games, These games matter. It's it's not that I'm not trying. It's just that Every I'm not. Uh, you're, you're, you're absolutely right, boss. <laughs> Every tweet does matter. And I'm just not fully oh, operating right. here. 
as a as a well oiled Twitter machine yet. And I firmly believe here that over this last weekend, as I get ready for for the postseason, when the tweeting is going to matter the most, I think these three games here is going to set the tone for the playoffs. That's fantastic. I'm glad that, to hear it. I'm that's glad. fantastic. So I guess from that aspect, Steve, if we're if we're going to put a comparison on it. You're you're like early season Yasmani Grandal. You're taking a lot of walks right now. That's that's probably a very fair comparison right there. You know, I'm just I'm I'm getting my feet my legs under me, and I think you know come Thursday next week I'm gonna be Yaz coming off the IL ready to just pop some dangers, baby. Let's go. Let's go. God, I yes. like that. I like Let's that. Go. That's got me amped up. It does. I'm a little amped up too. You know, you know what's got me amped up? Think about what we're gonna do in Lot B tomorrow. That's, That's what's got true. me amped up. That's true. So we will all be in Lot B tomorrow before the Sox take on the Tigers. NWI Steve and I will be taking the Metra up from the Rock Island here. So we're gonna do that. So if you do take that train, you're listening to this podcast, find the car that we're in because I'm gonna bring We some might gear even on it. Ha- we might even have the courage to pop a couple two tree beers on the way there. I got yelled at last time, but I didn't didn't stop me. Didn't stop me. I still finished my four beers on the train. I, I thought you can have beers on the I, train. Or did they change the rules again? No, well, see, it got a little weird because they had the mask come back on. But I, I I did my thing and I just I lowered my mask a little tiny bit and I just took some big gulps and then I just put and before I even breathed, I put my mask back over and took my gulp. So, but I, I mean, my beer was going to get warm, dude. What the fuck they want me to do? I can't waste the beer on there. While while we're talking about about beers and about enjoying ourselves before the game happens, so I got to the ballpark a little bit late yesterday. Parked at uh, Buffalo Wings and Rings. Took the walk down Thirty Fifth. I don't know if you guys know this, but before you get to the viaduct, right by uh, Lot G over there, on each side there were two guys with coolers that have permits to sell beer they on came the through, street. They came through Lot B yesterday. I may or may not have pounded one just when I walked through the viaduct. It happened. It's part of life. The courage of this guy to be selling beers right there on the street for me as, as the consumer, knowing that I need one going in there just to get you know the juices flowing a little bit. This guy and his business model really needs to be commended. That's A-plus shit. Say plus shit, dude. I, I dig that. That's good for him. Good for him. Yeah, yeah. Th- there's a good question in the comments. Uh, what were they charging for for the beer? Three, three dollars. That's it. Yeah. Wow. He's gonna put Cork and Carry out of business. I mean, I w- I wasn't gonna have one, and then you know he he appealed to me a little bit. He said, you know, it's a hell of a lot cheaper than what you're gonna pay inside. And I thought about it. I'm like. Okay, yeah, I got about you know twenty steps what until an I enterprising individual. It, yeah, you know, I got about twenty steps before I, I get into the ballpark. Sure. What the Did hell? Did he show you the business there? permit? I'm just curious. Did he show you the business permit? You know, I didn't ask for it. I'm I'm gonna take the man at his at his word as a fellow salesman and as a fellow entrepreneur. I believe in the entrepreneurial spirit. So I commend him. And no, I did not ask him for a permit because I don't fucking believe in the overregulation that is taking place in this country, but that's not why you called. <laughs> that was very detailed, very very detailed explanation. There, it was fantastic. Oh god, I ain't got much else tonight. It's not why you called. That's not why you called. I don't have much else tonight, boys. I, I thought it was a fun show with a lot of hatred, then love, then controversy, then more love, then courage, and I, I just feel real good about it. Uh, anything? Anybody want to shout anybody out before we we leave out of here? 
Tony, you got a shout out. Steve, you got I a do. Shout out? I do. I do have one shout out. Uh, and I, I, I'm, I, I apologize if I missed the name. I had a couple two tree beers last night. I don't know if uh, Steve was still around, but uh, a guy who is a listener, longtime listener of the show. Uh, I believe his name is Jeff. He is not on social media, as he told me a couple times. Uh, ran into me while I was ordering a beef sandwich uh, yesterday, and he recognized me from my voice. Um, and then he uh, came down on 149, uh, had a beer, uh, talked about how much he loved the show. Uh, it was awesome to get to meet him. Never met him before. Again, he's, he doesn't follow us on Twitter or anything. He told me to say hello to you, Buzz. He, he loves your shit, too. Uh, Steve as well, uh, and Johnny, he got to see Johnny. Johnny's actually met him once before as well at the ballpark over near 149. So, uh, shout out to him. He grabbed me a Modelo. He told me next time it'll be a Budweiser, but, uh, good, 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 solid dude. Good Sox fan. It was a uh, enjoyable time talking some White Sox baseball with him. So, uh, shout out to you, sir. Uh, my shout to you, Steve. Yeah. My, my shout out. I want to give one, uh, to, uh, good guy, Matt Crawford, who you can find him at, Matthias2783 on the Twitter.com does twatter. some uh, – the Twitter. Well, I don't know. Are we officially at um, Socks on Tap after dark time frames here? So no, 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 like, no. We're I still – like seven beers. I don't know what time. Yeah. It's so, still 8 o'clock. But uh, Not even eight o'clock. listen, Crawford's a good dude, does a lot of really good Photoshop work, big NWO guy, so got to throw one up for him here, hoping that uh, we can see him tomorrow in Lot B, crap a couple – two tree beers with them, you know, do a little too sweet action. Let's go, baby. Hell yeah. I would, uh, I'm actually gonna have a big one. I'm going to throw in the, um, the group chat that I'm a part of, um, on Twitter. It's, uh, made up of guys like Carrie and, and Yump and Sam and, and Luke and, uh, Alex Rude and all those guys. I want to shout those guys out. Hope to see them at the tailgate tomorrow as well for the white Sox uh, game. So yeah, that'll that that's my shout out is is the uh, one of the group chats. Uh, I can't remember the name of the group chat, so we're just gonna call it the the OG badass group chat, and that's what I'll just call it because I can't remember the name of it. But yes, those guys are awesome. They've been very active in our chat as well tonight. So very very cool, uh, Jim. I said your name, Jim. Shut up, you sensitive bitch. Anyway, so tomorrow Neither again. again. I, it just comes out sometimes. My nose is getting red because I drank too much and did not eat enough story of my life am i right am i right anyway tomorrow we will be in lot b again before the game if you're taking the metro try to find the car that steve and i are on steve you might have to stop and get a 12 pack of miller light for us for the train oh darn because coming from kankakee there ain't no liquor stores believe it or not off 57 all the way till i get to new lennox so but yes we'll be at the game tomorrow for the tailgate everybody be sure you're following us at on tap sportsnet on twitter at socks on tap on twitter Following Steve at NWI underscore Steve. Following Tony at Tony on tap and me at buzz on tap. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us five-star rating and review. Cause that's cool and tough and check out grandstand, go to grandstandsocks.com. Follow them on socials at grandstand socks. Or if you're at the ballpark and you're feeling froggy, walk on over and get yourself some awesome white socks gear from grandstand. And of course, be sure you're going on tapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. I don't know when we'll be back. It'll probably be Sunday for Sunday fun day. But yeah, man, you know, like White Sox forever. White Sox forever. White Sox for life.